Drogba in der Mitte, Schneider, Schneider, Merhaba and welcome to episode 12 of the Lions Den, a Galatasaray podcast done by the community for the community. From all around the world, I'm your host, and we've gathered here today with John, Coach John, from Toronto, Canada, and from New York, America, we have Mr. Objective Yasin. How are you both doing today? Good, man, good. Good, can't complain. Uh, so since we're talking about Fenerbahce today, I'm glad that I can finally talk about them without being called a Fenerbahce fan <laughs> on the podcast. So I look forward to that. Oh, this is your time, man. You were really quick to start talking about Fenerbahce. I don't know what's <laughs> up with you, man. Wait, wait, wait till our listeners learn about what's in my house. I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit later. Oh, my God. Well, you, we, we can just start off now. I mean, we all know you got Fenerbahce jersey, but Besiktas jersey, <laughs> Trabzon Sport jersey. You're the biggest listen, imposter among listen, us. Listen, I, I don't have a Trabzon jersey or a Besiktas, but I do have two Fenerbahce jerseys in my house. God. So I have two friends. Uh, one is Italian. One is uh, Afghani. And the Afghani guy has a bunch of Fenerbahce fans as, as his friends, right? So he's super into Fenerbahce now. And he learned Jesus. about Arda Güller, the 17-year-old protege, I should say. And he's like, yo, get me that jersey. I want to be like in on that whole hype before anybody else is. John, and then my other I can't friend... believe this. <laughs> and then my other friend, the Italian guy, he's an Arsenal fan. So he's a huge fan of Özil. So he's like, yo, get me a Mesut Özil jersey. I want one. So you I have both of those in my house. Friends. All I'm saying is we have a video of Yasin. We caught Yasin on video walking in and out of the Fenerbahce store. So that's, I don't know, man. We, we, we might have to throw that up on the Twitter. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know how to trust Yasin anymore. <laughs> I, uh, he keeps saying he's a Gala fan. Okay. And then he's talking about, oh, my friends, <laughs> Bishkdash, Fenerbahce, blah, Listen, blah, blah. Ob- ob- objective Yasin, you said it yourself, man, not me. I, I, yeah, I, I, tried to go, I, I tried to go a bit soft <laughs> on you, man. I'll try to make it up. I won't talk about Fenerbahce or Bishkdash anymore. I don't know. I'm too sad to do the podcast anymore. This guy is straight up not a Gala fan. John, should we just kick him out? <laughs> you know what? I, I, I'm going to say this, all right? I, I do recall... In Istanbul, I, I do recall Kerem scoring two goals against Besiktas and me and Yasin hugging each other, jumping up and down, screaming at the top of our lungs. So I don't know. Maybe he is a Galatasaray fan. Uh, mm. I don't know, man. There, I don't know. There you go. There you go, Summit. What else do you want right there? I'll, 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 give him, I'll give him that. All right. I'll give him that. At least you should have convinced whoever these Italian and Afghani friends of you are. <laughs> To be Gala fans and, and not tr- to support tried, for bro. the lame-ass Fenerbahce. Bro, I tried. Not just with them, but Burak too. You met Burak. You guys both met Burak. I've been trying to make him a Gala fan for the longest time. I've taken to him a game. We went again this year. But he's just not into it. Sometimes you can't do anything about it. But Burak, your cousin who you took uh, with you to our Turkey trip, he's, uh-huh. he's, 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 he's such a bullshitter. He, he's a chameleon. <laughs> <laughs> he's a Besiktas fan when when it suits him he's a Fener fan when it suits him he's a Gala fan when it suits him exactly I don't know dude. I don't know man. I don't know he's, I, he, he's another one you have to be careful with him I, I looked over and he was doing the Uchtu so I don't know man I, I, I don't know maybe he is one of us oh. if he was one of us he would have gotten laid uh, with the <laughs> napkin event oh man that's legendary. Yeah. We'll have to, well, you know, we, we might have to make That's an episode. That's a story for a different we, day, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. No, no, we can explain the napkin event. Very simple. So we were in Nevisada drinking before the game. And um, me and Burak were next to each other. Burak is uh, Yasin's cousin. And there were two girls right across from us. A blonde one and a, and a dark brown one. And... Uh, when they were leaving, basically, uh, they came up and this um, the brunette basically 
handed Burak a napkin with the phone number. <laughs> so when that happened, uh, we all said, okay, don't text immediately. When we got home, we organized a council, a council of people that would advise <laughs> Burak on how to speak. Everything was going well up until the council uh, disevolved and he, he, he continued by himself. Yeah, yeah after and, then, and then he though. lost. He, he lost the go- plot, man. He, yeah, he lost. The he plot. got ghosted. Yeah, ghosted <laughs> for sure. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So I wanted to bring one topic uh, from my own uh, today. The past week, I I've been dreaming a lot about placing tiles on a canvas. <laughs> I think a lot of people should be aware that Reddit had uh, another our place event what is our place well five years ago they did it for the first time this was the second time uh, that they did it's basically an empty canvas and people from all over reddit from all around the world can with their user put in one color pixel every five minutes so what you get is a lot of communities that would organize themselves and put in pixels and draw art pieces, whatever. So it was a very interesting event because a lot of Twitch streamers got involved as well. And from my end, I tried to draw the Gala logo, an emblem. And we were succeeding as well. Um, Basically, we were almost done. And what happened was I got into a clash with people from Good Mythical Morning. I think it's a YouTube show. They were doing theirs on top of ours. Uh, eventually, we didn't have enough willpower, manpower, and we just left it, and then it didn't make the final canvas. But it was a fun experience, nonetheless. And, uh, well, been detoxing from that, basically, the past few uh, days and nights. Yeah, I think... <laughs> yeah, and, I th- and, and I thought we did pretty well. We only had, what, maybe five, six people who were actually committed about it. I know Summit, you were leading the way. And then you got a couple of the guys to join you. We, we had, I think, a G. Started on the S, and then that's when they took over. So I thought we did pretty well for the small amount of people that we actually did have. Yeah, next time yeah. We, uh, we, get the, uh, we get the soldiers together and we, uh, we get ourselves a piece of the pie. <laughs> yeah, that will be interesting. Yeah. You guys, um, did you see any, uh, any news? I think... I saw one thing about Murutsan going for 10 million to uh, an Arab club, Al Ain or something. Did you guys see that? I saw that. W- w- were they saying 10 million in, in that rumor? Oh, uh, yeah. Damn. Yeah. Which is, uh, I don't quite believe it. Yeah. It's, I call bollocks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what, what has he done? I mean, as Gala fans, we always love to overhype our sales if there is any potential, but I think even we would agree. 10 million for Moroton right now is a little much. Uh, we definitely would agree he has a huge ceiling, but he is far from that. You know, he has to, talk, you know, he has to lock it down a little bit better. I mean, th- th- mm-hmm. just think about that. Like clubs are probably going to come and offer, not, not to say we would sell him for this amount, but clubs are probably going to come offer like 15 million for Kedem, for example. And it's strange mm-hmm. to think if they're offering 15 million for Kedem, a club is going to come offer 10 for Moroton. Like, isn't that, I don't know, that just sounds, that sounds kind of strange. It sounds a bit silly. Yeah, you know, that rumor about uh, Morutsan for 10 million, I think it's basically because there wasn't really much news around. So probably they just made it up. Yeah, to get stirring the pot. Going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. There was nothing else going on, to be honest, aside from, well, uh, general assembly results uh, came out. Yep. I guess I guess presidential talks. We can kind of quickly mention the two main candidates so far, which is Metin Öztürk and Eschef. What's his last name? Hamamjol or something Hamam like that. Hamamjol, yeah. Yeah, Just call both him the these wizard. guys, the wizard. Yes, both these guys were candidates last summer too against Burak Elmas, and I believe it was Eschef who was the closest uh, to winning uh, yeah. behind Burak. And you know if. If he does win again, there's rumors that he plans to continue with Torrent. So mm-hmm. I'm curious to see mm-hmm. how that all pans out. Um, I think I said Metin it before. Öztürk, yeah. I said it before. Uh, like, Eshref Hamamjolo will win. We'll get a good management together with Torrent 
Sensibile, and will be champions next year. I'm calling it out right now. Yeah, I don't I think I, I don't think I that'd be. So. I wouldn't be surprised by that if that happened. But like, I, I just my my I I really don't care that much about this whole thing. I just my my biggest thing is that I don't want anyone to win this election and bring in an old mindset that we know doesn't work. Like my fear and the thing that pisses me off about this whole thing is that I don't want someone to get elected that is going to just uh you know kiss the fans ass and just make transfers and do the make these decisions that um you know would only benefit us for the near future you know like for immediate success cuz i i don't care about immediate success i think it's about time that we start doing things to treat the club like a proper business running it like a business you know that's what football is now it's it, 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 it's a business now right so and i, I for me personally, I, I don't really care about administration and stuff like that. I'm a guy that cares about, I want, I want to see what the president is doing to, uh, what their ideas are to push us forward and turn us into a business. And when it comes to that aspect, I love Burak Elmas. I'm very happy with what he's doing. So I'm just afraid that someone else is going to come in with different ideas and older mindset. And we get stuck in that loop again. Like, 33 year olds making 5 million like you know all that craziness i'm just afraid of that mm -hmm. may i respond to that yasin before you go go ahead um, i i fully understand what you mean and definitely a vision is very important for a club and i also very much agree with brock elmas's vision but you said i don't care about the administrative sport stuff the foundation of a business is also their organization, their hierarchy, and their management. And I don't feel that Burak Elmas had that. And that's why I was, well, I was basically for sacking of Burak Elmas because he didn't have that aspect under control. And it hit me hard when we were in the stadium. And maybe I mentioned it before, but it hit me hard when I saw a lot of Barcelona supporters being protected, like organized protected uh, by the police there. It, it was ridiculous. And that was the moment for me. Okay, Burak Elmas, it's done. I love your vision. You brought Torrent. You brought Sensibile. That's good. They have a contract. I don't think anyone will fire them uh, and pay them out. So that's good. They're there to stay. And with a new management, we will succeed 100%. With a good administration, good management, good hierarchy, organization. Yeah, so that's like, why. I, I I agree that it's very important. But like, if I was, if I had any say or any, if I had to cast a vote in this, I would be voting for who I think is going to improve the foot, the football side of things. You know, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. otherwise. Like it's both things are important. You need a balance of both things because even if we get a president who's, you know, has the administration side down, you know, perfectly, but then gets rid of Torrent, brings back Fatih Tedim, Campos and Sensibili are gone and we bring Diego Costa in um, and he's making 7 million a season. Then who gives a shit about the, administra the administrative stuff, right? So I don't know. If we can get a good balance of that and someone that actually has a good vision and knows how to take the club to the next level then I will be very happy. But I don't know. I'm, I'm a bit worried about it. Yeah. Yasin, you have anything to say before I bring something else up? No, I mean, <clears throat> I pretty much agree with both of you. I think a balance is important. Uh, as to Burak Elmas and his administration, I think we sometimes don't give enough credit to the situation that we, we found ourselves in mid-season. When he let go of Tedum, I think a lot of chaos went on in the background that we didn't see because when he brought on Tedem, you know he went through his presidential election with the whole mindset of okay Tedem is my guy but it didn't stop there there were a lot of people in the club that were pretty much tied to Tedem. it was you know Tedem or nothing so when you let go of Tedem, you lose all those guys that you don't see the fans don't see and I think those guys were also included in his administration so when, mm -hmm. when Summit, you say that the administration looked like it was falling apart, it is because it was. I was yeah, curious to was. see what Burak Elmas would have done in the summer with, you know, because there's a lot of pressure going on midseason, right? You got the league standing. It's in chaos. You have to bring in a proper coach, his assistants. You have to bring in Campos and Sensible. 
these are all, I guess, first priority before you focus on your own administration. Because if you don't have a good coach, if you don't have good assistance, if you don't have a good backbone to your football club, which, let's be honest, is the most important thing when it comes to Galatasaray. I get it. Galatasaray has a volleyball club. It has a basketball. But football is the heart of it, right? And if that is unorganized, it doesn't matter how strong your administration is, how tied it is, how wealthy it is, how organized it is. It doesn't matter because that is what the fans see first. Uh, with that said, I mean, it is unfortunate, but I it's a waste of time if we just keep talking about Burak Elmas. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. I just hope that the next guy that comes in is, again, like you said, Summit is uh, strict to his thinking. You know, if hopefully he thinks similar to Burak Elmas with his vision, doesn't fall into the trap of what the fans want all the time, and mm-hmm. can hopefully balance that administration, but also the, I guess, the the manager and the sporting director and all that. So I guess we'll see. We can talk more about that in detail in the upcoming weeks mm-hmm. once the election actually happens. Yeah. I, I don't see anyone with a sane mentality abolish the good that Burak Elmas brought. Uh, but like I said previously before, Burak Elmas lost confidence of a lot of people. And if you're not supported by over half the people uh, in the club, you have no future left. So he needed out and he went out. And now we just start for a bright future. And I think it's going to be all right. I mean, it's going to be all right. And- and for all the haters out there, I just want to say that Burak Elmas left very respectably. You know, yeah. he, he didn't cause problem. He said, okay, I respect you guys as Galsai members. If you want me out, I will leave and we will go straight to an election because I don't want to waste anybody's time. So you can mm-hmm. hate Burak Elmas for a lot of things, but that's something that I respect no matter what. Yeah, yeah. And uh, one more thing to add. Nihat Özdemir, he's called from TFF. He resigned, yeah, right? That's true. Yeah, and you probably mentioned that too. Yeah, because this is going to impact a lot. Whoever comes and says, fuck the foreign rule, this is going to change a lot again. The whole planning of clubs, yeah. the whole organizing of clubs, the whole transfer strategy of clubs is going to change again. It's just ridiculous. They keep doing this mistake over and over and over. Every couple of years, it's like, okay, restricting foreign rule, you can't have this many foreigners, and then these uh, uh, Tariq Chamdals come up for 8 to 10 million, and then the next season it's uh, back to, oh yeah, foreigners are allowed. It's just not stable, not good for the Turkish league on its own. It's just ridiculous that they're doing this. And, uh, well, I don't know what to hope for. Do you guys want the foreign rule abolished next season? Um... I mean, yeah, if it means it's going to stay that way, like I'm not a fan of the rule, but I I don't, like you said, it's hard to, it's it's hard to run your club and make decisions if these rules are changing every two seconds. Like, I I, I don't see this happening in any other, any, any other league, man. Like if, if we want to consider our league, one of the top leagues in Europe, then I think it's about time we have that like structure and we make a decision on that and stick with it. So yeah, I mean, if I if it means abolishing it and it stays abolished, then let's do it. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think, in my opinion, I think Turkish players are better without it. I think they're better off without it. I I see the argument that people make for having that rule, but I disagree with it, man. I I don't know. It's a mess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Just to add on to that, I don't think anybody likes this, you know, foreigner rule. But the issue is, and there's rumors now that there are Turkish football clubs that are against just abolishing it next season because they've already spent the money to plan for this rule that is, you know, in in place for the next couple of years. So they might've spent a lot of money on wages and, you know, transfer fees for these Turkish players because they plan on playing them. So now Mm -hmm. if you abolish it, they only have a finite amount of uh, money that they can spend on transfer fees and wages. So what are they going to do? Now they're screwed. Maybe big clubs like Gala, Fener, and Bishkitaj can afford these losses because, you know, it, it, it's better for them to bring in foreigners right away. But how about the other clubs? So what I think is a good medium is maybe a reversal of the yeah. foreign rule. I, I was just going to say that. It yet, yeah. yeah. But, like, do it in phases. So, yeah. like, you know how we had to have, what, tur- uh, four Turkish players this season? Next year, make it three and then two. Instead of completely abolishing it, phase it out the same way that you phased it in. 
And I think that would make more people happy than mad. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I was gonna say the same thing. I think that's that's the best bet. I think um, to to give the yeah. the clubs a chance that spent the money. You know, it, it's a uh, mm-hmm. you have that period where you you still need to use those players, and then whenever it is, if by the every season it decreases by one or whatever it is, by the time it's gone, then you know it's it's a bit easier to justify the money you spent, right? After you've used those mm-hmm. players for two, three seasons, whatever it was. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a good idea. The situation is basically, to compare it with, it's like the Turkish government. You know when you buy a car in Turkey, you buy one extra for the government. In yeah, tax, yeah, right. right. That's what they if say. It's, yeah. If it, yeah, if it's like 10K, you pay another 10K yeah. <laughs> that goes to the government. And if they would abolish that, all the people that already bought their car for double the price would get fucked over. And that's a situation you don't want to get into football as well. Absolutely. Uh, and and I agree, if they do it like in steps, in reverse, that would be fine. Even though I think like if they would abolish it, small clubs would be able to find very cheap foreign options as well. So there, there's to either side, there's something to say. But we will see. I don't know when the new uh, TFF, TFF president will be selected, but... I think June. Um, in June? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mid or early June, I believe is what they said. Okay. Well, we'll see. Um, you guys have something to say about the Karagümrük game? We didn't have an episode afterwards, but maybe oh. in short. Yeah, I I don't have I don't have too much to say on it. I, I think it was nice to see us start that match in a good way. Like we started fast. I think uh I think it was 2-0 in the first like, I don't know, I want to say 15 minutes maybe. Uh, mm-hmm. Gomi scored the penalty. I think it was in the fifth minute, and then Babel scored shortly after that. I think that was that was nice to see. We I, I don't want to say put the game away in the first half, but it kind of felt like that. We got off to such a fast start, and then that kind of set the mood for the rest of the match, which was good. A, a nice change, mm-hmm. at least from the last few games. Um, but yeah, not too much to say about it. it. Was it was a decent match? I think um, <clears throat> it's good to see us picking up three three points against these teams again without much struggle. Um, but uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it was a good performance overall. For me, Muslera saved my predictions ass basically. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and there and this is also like Muslera uh, got a penalty. Right, he came back from his injury. And uh, immediately a great performance by him. And this is also the reason why I'm so pro Muslera instead of Pena. And I've explained countless of times why I don't necessarily want Pena, even though he might be good. But if we have a foreigner, we have Muslera already that's doing tremendous uh, amount of good stuff. So, Yeah, and just to add, um, I think Chikaldao is worth a mention. so yeah. our biggest problem with him for quite a while was his, you know, lack of form. He used to mm-hmm. be that guy that distributes the ball really well, gets an assist, gets a goal, but we haven't seen that for quite a f- amount of time. Uh, this past international break, he scored a goal. I believe he had an assist as well. I'm not 100% sure about that. And then he comes back from international break and has an assist for Babel uh, last game in the 2-0 mm-hmm. win. And I thought he played pretty good that game. Uh, even though yeah. if he's still not the same Chikaldao that we saw when he first came, I'm positive and hopeful that he's slowly starting to return to that same form. And that's huge heading into the derby this weekend. So um, hopefully he can continue that into this weekend. Mm-hmm. No, I, I fully agree. I, I think people are too quick to judge, uh, especially how Morutsan and Chikaldao were judged the past few games and everyone already uh, stopped rooting for them completely because of uh, some bad performances. But I, I truly believe that uh, whatever we bought them for, it's not for no reason. And Chikaldao against Karagumruk, he did what he had to do. He was uh, up top, gave the assist to Babel. And in general, uh, I really liked how he played as well. Yep, agreed. Mm-hmm. And, and for Morutsan, it's it's tough. Um, he's uh, very introverted from what I understand, from what I've seen. And obviously, language is a barrier for him. Uh, Chikulau seems a bit more professional. He's of age a bit more as well. And Morutsan is still young. And what you see on the field, on the pitch, especially with Morutsan, it, it's very raw. There's no... 
There's no 101 classes that he ever had. He's just there footballing, yeah. playing ball. And uh, I, I think with Torrent, he can learn that and make big progress. So I, I see a bright future for Moritzson, for sure. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, he's only 22. And like the thing is with that is it's not like he's gotten a million chances since Torrent was in. Like he's ha- He's played a few times, but... Like, even that, it's kind of hard to... Like, for me, in my opinion, and I mentioned this before, it's difficult to judge for two reasons. The first reason is that he doesn't get that many chances, especially starting chances. He rarely ever starts. And second, because in my opinion, I don't think whether he's with us, another team, whether he's 22, 26, 30 years old, I don't think he's ever going to play good on the wing. I just don't see that happening. I don't think he's going to play well on the wing. He's not a winger, in my opinion, so... Um, I don't know. That's an interesting case, but I don't think we should hit the panic button on that yet and start trying to sell them ASAP. I, I think we should just, you know, hold on a sec for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shall we make uh, the bridge to the Fener game maybe already here? Let's do it. Because yeah, I'm down with it. You know, Keram, he's been injured. That was uh, the saying. And he's been training back again with the team. Do you guys think that instead of Keram, well, first of all, do you guys think Kerem will play on Sunday yes. against Fenerbahce? I think so. Or or do you see Murutsan starting for Kerem first? I think Kerem, um, I think it's one of those things where he's going to play even if he's a bit banged up. I think he's still going to play. Um, and from what I'm reading, actually, as well, it seems like the club and, and, and the player, they're, they're, they're doing everything to get him on the pitch on Sunday. I think he's... I read something about him. He's been getting uh, to the training, to the training facility. I think it was at like seven a.m. every day or something. He's been putting in work to uh, to to get fit for the match. But regardless, it's such a big match. I think he's gonna play anyways. To to be honest with you, I think it's one of those cases think- where they, even if he's hurt, he's still gonna play. You know. You think he'll start? Yeah, I think so. I think he will. Mm-hmm. What about you, Yasin? Uh, according to Ajans 1905, he's playing, and I even if I didn't read that, I think he would play. Uh, Kirem, you know, he's a guy that wants to play. He's a very important player for us. It's a derby. Uh, one way or another, he's gonna start. Worst case scenario, if he's not 100 percent ready and he feels it in the game, then we'll sub him. Because I don't know what alternative we would feel comfortable replacing him with. You said Moroton. He hasn't been playing that much. If you say Emre Kulinc, maybe, but nah, dude. Kerem is going to play. It's a derby. It'll be huge for the team morale for us. Yeah. Uh, I think he'll be playing, and he'll be a huge reason why we have a chance at winning this week weekend because of mm-hmm. his speed and his ability to go up. Um, mm-hmm. Who yeah, do you think we will uh, start with first XY? I think... I think we'll go you, you not usual. Well, actually, before I even say that, do we have our our right back any right back available or still they're, they're not available? I don't think they're available yet. Are they? What's the situation with Bowie? Yeah, I I haven't heard much about that. That's been kind of quiet, hasn't it? I haven't heard really anything about that. I have. I don't know. I don't want to go into crackpot theories, but there must be something wrong with Bowie because. He's been on and off with injuries, with illnesses. I have a feeling that there's something more going on. I don't know. And I don't know what. It's, I don't know, it's kind of weird. And I just, mm-hmm. now that you mention it, I just realized, I, unless I just, I've just been blind to it, it's been, it's been a quiet situation. Like, where the hell are our right backs? What, what's going on? What's like, what's, surely there's some type of update with that, no? No, nothing. Well, um, I think according to the, Post made by Galside today in terms of our camp and getting ready for the game. They don't mention anything about Omar or Sacha. They say that Kerem continued his, you know, Tedave, uh, which I guess yeah. was English for that. Uh, preparation, I suppose. Recovery. Mm-hmm. Uh, they say Mustafa Mohammed trained with the team, but they don't say anything about our right back. So I think they'll be ready. At least one of them should be ready. Well, I, if, I hope well, they are because I don't want to see my vitamin. Well, yeah, that was just, that's what I was going to say. If they're not available, then we're going to see that again. What we saw in the last match, mm-hmm. it'll be Van Anholt, uh, Omer Bayram, and usual center backs there. Um, mm-hmm. 
And then I guess well, hold on. Mm-hmm. I saw a post from Galatasaray themselves on April fourth. They said like Sasha Boy uh, started working out with the team. Okay. And Omar El Abdullah as well. And they're doing like strength training and stuff like that. So okay. They, so they must be back. Um, my preferred would be Sasha Bowie on right back as usual. Mm-hmm. Although Omar is not bad. Yeah. But yeah, go go ahead with your first XY. Start from the back. Yeah. So of course I would prefer Sasha if he's available. I'm just going to assume he's not just for this this purpose. But I'll go with Van Anholt, Omer Bayram, Nelson Marcao. And then in the middle, I... From last match, I, I would probably go with the same the same trio. Uh, Thailand, Berkan, Chikaldao, um, Kerem. And I, I'm going to... I'm Babel, man. I want to go with Babel, but I, 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 I'm going to go with him, man. But it's... I don't know. I just... No, though. You guys were shitting on me a <laughs> yeah, few episodes it, back. <laughs> because it's like... Because the thing is, like, we, we, we always go to him for the... the you know, the matches where we need a bit of experience, like those guys that have played in the big match. Like he played in the Barca matches. Um, he started last match, which obviously wasn't a big match, but he's, he started. I would, and he played in the, he played in the Besiktas matches that we were at as well, right? I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I would imagine Torrent is going to go with him in this match, which I, I don't mind because he hasn't, you guys don't think he's been playing bad lately, has he? I thought, he, I think he's been pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I like think on, think he's, under he's, under he's torrent, been doing better. Yeah, under like torrent. Yeah, he's in a bit, you know, better run of form. So I don't mind that. And then I don't know if um, Mustafa Mohammed is back or if we're gonna have to go with Gomis. I'd rather go with Mustafa though. He scored against Fenerbahce before. Um, I think he can do it again. I'd rather go with him, especially after what we saw in those matches we we went to in Turkey. Uh, he was playing really well against Besiktas. He had yeah. an amazing match. Uh, I would go with him, so that's what th- I, I would do. That so pretty much similar to the last match, but if if um, if Momo's available, I'll go with him. Yeah, you didn't mention Ramadan Theguli. Oh, that's a game changer too, eh? I th- it's, I it's Ramadan. I think he's hurt. Oh, is he hurt? He's oh yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> he is. He is. I know, but it would have been good to have Feguli during Ramadan. Yeah, because we know he goes. Uh, sure. He goes. He goes Bruh. sicko mode. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I know. It's interesting. Any change? Yeah. Feguli. I I just want to add on. I feel like mm-hmm. since you guys brought up Bubble, it's worth mentioning. I think Bubble and Feguli both have been much pet- better players under Torrent than they were uh, Fatih Terim, especially in terms of consistency and their role in the team. Uh, I think I've I've never liked Bubble before under Tatum because Bubble was always that guy that would just throw on the pitch and hopefully he does something and that's what it felt like he would he would shift to the midfield he would shift back to right back and just or he, if he was playing on the left wing he would play next to our left back sometimes and then sometimes randomly he plays like a number ten behind the striker you never knew what he, exactly he was playing but under Torrent I feel like Bubble has a much more specific role. He stays to that role and he's actually helping out the team. Not just he's not playing solo dolo on the field. He's actually part of the XI mm-hmm. on the field. And with that said, I, I'm totally fine with Bubble playing uh this weekend. I think he will start. I think he should start. Uh Fugoli would have been on the same boat if he wasn't injured. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I agree with everything else that John said. Yeah. I think that's gonna be our lineup because it kind of worked last week. And mm-hmm. I don't see a reason to change it again. And that's what we've been yeah. we've been going with lately. Like uh, Besiktas and the Barcelona matches, the the starting eleven I just said is pretty much what we were playing with in those matches. So I think right now, going into the last part of the season, I think that's like our that that's our starting eleven. You know, I don't think there's many changes going from that. Maybe mm-hmm. just Gomis and and Momo, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, pretty typical eleven. I'm expecting. Yeah, yeah. Well, Babel is a professional. I've always said it. Yeah. And um, when there's something that needs to be done, like a duty, he's given, he'll perform it. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially when it's clear and like he understands tactics. I think he's a smart guy in general. Yeah. Because uh, he reads books on taxes, tax evasion, especially. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, I I think uh, on the other end. For our uh, 
friends, I guess we'll call them. Um, you I think? Didn't say it. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, I I know they're your friends. Yeah, I want to be respectful <laughs> towards your friends, but um, <laughs> I don't know if. Do you think they're gonna? Are they gonna use Arda? Is he gonna start? Oh God, no way, bro! No, <laughs> no way. Bro. There's no way they start with Arda. I would be shocked. I would be pleasantly surprised. I would have respect if they started with Arda. But in a derby that you're the favorite to win, let's be honest, they're in great mm-hmm. form. And ours mm-hmm. is meh. They're playing at home. Yeah. They're in second mm-hmm. place. They they don't want to lose that second place. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think second place still has a chance to qualify for Champions yeah. League, yep. even though it's a mm-hmm. hard, hard, hard uh, spot to do it in. That's right. So they're not gonna want to let that go. Um, they lost. They haven't beaten us in Kadıköy for the last what, like two, three years now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like I'm all I'm, these factors included. I I don't think they would start Arda. Yeah, Arda retired. Arda retired the day he made the announcement of retiring this season. And I don't know if you guys saw the Ryan Bubble vlog again. Uh, I think it was yesterday or something he posted. And you could see again, okay, everyone is training, doing stuff. And then we have our Mr. Arda Turan uh, nicely playing pool with some of the uh, board (laughs) members or whatever who is suited up. It's like he's completely on a different level already. Like, that's (laughs) I don't see Yeah, that's 100% true. But I'm mentioning Mm -hmm. Arda Güler from Fenerbahce. (laughs) <laughs> okay <Yeah>. so, not, <laughs> so, so so not our i thought you as well john this so, is a gala podcast so, so not our friend yeah, not like, our i shouldn't I'm like have, why is this someone not saying no, anything to him i i shouldn't have said our friend because <laughs> not our friend Arda Turan. Someone, our, you hear this bro our friend fanerbahce <laughs> i can't believe it i can't believe this well, I, i'm shutting down the podcast i'm done I, i'm gonna find new people because really people. i couldn't i i really don't care who they play with i think that i think they have a horrible team in my opinion but anyways so you guys think oh, they won't play on, arda Gula? no no so this is no, so, so so this no. is what i'm saying like this is why i asked because i think it's such a like there's two sides to the coin it's like he okay he they won four nil last game he didn't start the last game but he came on and scored and it's like he's do, he's been doing so well this season it's like, do you start him in this match? Because you know, it could go one of two ways. You start him in the match and he's either really motivated and really wants to show himself huge opportunity or, you know, he doesn't perform well and he sort of crumbles. And, you know, I don't know. There, there's two, there's there's two this sides whole to meme it. Going on. There's this whole meme going on about protecting Arda Güler, yeah. so not giving <laughs> yeah. him minutes. Yeah, this, yeah. It, it's completely true in this situation, though. Do you want to yeah. put him there and then ruin himself? Because I don't think he played 90 minutes ever, right? And he, he might mess up. So in a way, not playing him this game, the full 90 minute is protecting him. So Yeah, I, I think yeah. They're, yeah. They're, they're doing the wise thing in not, like they're not putting all of their faith and hope and trust in him right away. And he's starting like every single match and they're really, you know, like they're, they're taking it slow, which is good because look how it's mm-hmm. working. Like last, last match, I, I like yeah, I said, yeah. they're when they won four nil, he came on and I think it was like the 70th minute scored, you know, and that's a good way. Yeah, to, it's like, it's a good way to yeah, build them up, like, you know? Yeah. It, it's like with Kadam, how we started yeah, and yeah. he was doing well and people were screaming, Oh, play him 90 minutes, play him. Nine. And it's the same with Morutsan now as well. Uh, what Arda is going through, Arda Güler, yeah. you just play him 10, 15 minutes. He does amazing, but obviously the trainers know more, right? The trainers know how he performs 90 minutes. So yeah. it's our fans, Turkish fans are so reactionary sometimes. They think they know it better than the trainers who are there <laughs> yeah, on the field. It's so obnoxious. Man. Every day. It's so obnoxious. Yeah. Everyone is an expert in Turkey. Yeah. I mean, while I agree with you, I, I can't I can't get comfortable with the idea of comparing it to Kerem last season. Arda Gula is 16 years old, just turned 17. Ne? 16, Kerem, yeah. No, he's 16. He just turned oh, 17, 16. right? Yeah, he's 17. Kerem, Kerem is how old? He is now 23 years old. So last season, he was 22. Last season, Kerem had a good season in the third league. Yes, it was the third league, but... He was coming in hot, right? Arda Güler 
is not coming from anywhere hot. He's coming from their youth team. Yep. And he's seeing a big league for the first time. Whether it's a third league, second league, or first league, or super league. It's all big leagues. You're playing with grown men. And for the way that Arda is coming in, it should not be compared to the way that Kerem came in. But I get what you're saying. But to add on to what you said before about him starting, Ismail Kartal is the guy behind the meme summit. He's the one that's saying we need to <laughs> yeah. protect him. So there's absolutely no shot. Uh, to add on to that, you know, who would he start over? It's the guy that he subbed in for last time was Irfan Jan Kavije. And Irfan Jan is in, a f- is in form, if you want to call it that. You know, he scored yeah. a banger last week. And, you know, he's a guy that is out to prove to a lot of people that he is good both to his fans and then the whole drama that we had over the summer. You know, is he a Gala fan? Did he want to come to Gala, but he went to Fenerbahce? So if anybody wants to continue proving themselves this weekend, it's Irfan Jankavije. So mm-hmm. I don't see Arda starting. And another thing to add is Arda Güler, when he comes on as a sub, it actually helps Fenerbahce. Like, you know, they, they might be in a groove and then towards the end of the game, they kind of slow down. When Arda Güler comes on, he provides a lot of energy. Yeah, so it's, I a think bre- it's a breath of theme. life. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you guys yeah. think we, we as Galatasaray, will start against Fenerbahce? Like first half, second half? What, what kind of game plan do you think Torrent will go to Kadiko? I think, I, well, it's an away match, but I think he will try to um, play um, sort of how we were playing against um Besiktas like I we we came out in that match and the I remember the first uh maybe five to ten minutes were a little bit shaky and then we just I don't know what happened we just dominated the match after that we 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 just got the fans yeah there's the that fans that's make a big impact yeah bro, like, I mean yeah absolutely that's why I said um you know it is an away match but I, I wouldn't be surprised see this is the thing like this is for me if I'm sitting here and I I'm looking at both our 11 and their 11, right? And okay, they've been getting pretty good results. I'll give them that. They're in second. I'll give them that. But I just, I don't look at, I do not look at their team and see many threatening players. I just don't. Like 31-year-old Serdar Dursun is just, he just doesn't threaten me that much. Irfan John, I've ne- I just never think he's ever threatened you know, Mertakan Yandash, what is he going to do? You know, Diego Rossi, I don't think he's a good player either. I just don't see threatening players. I see more threatening players when we played against uh, Besiktas. I, I see much, like, you know, more quality players in their team. I just, I don't know. I, I wouldn't, I would, I, I wouldn't go there and I wouldn't really play that much of a conservative match. You know, I, I don't want to see us playing that game where we've, we've seen with Torrent sometimes where we sit back a little more. And uh, and then when we win the ball, go forward fast and try to counter on them. I, I, I don't think that would be the right play. I think we can play them, and I think we can we can dominate them. I don't see why not. You know. Hmm. I think it'll be a combination of both uh, what we played against Barcelona away and then Besiktas at home. In terms of, we're gonna start the game off a little bit more slow. We're gonna get a feel for how they're playing. And Fenerbahce, I agree with you. They don't have an amazing squad where you can say, you know, we can't penetrate them or they're going to attack us any moment and they'll score. They're not, a cl- they're not a team like that. And with that said, I think we can start off a little bit slow because they're going to come off hot, right? When, when the team is coming off hot and they're hungry to score minute one, which Fenerbahce will be in Kadukei, it's kind of smart to play a little safe, right? Like sure, play yeah. in the back, get a feel for what they're like, and they're going to get frustrated within 10, 15, 20 minutes if they can't score after all that attack, all that attack. And that's mm-hmm. what is that going to do? Their wing backs, you know, Novak and Bryce Osai are going to be a little bit more loose. And that's when we can attack because the only players that I really respect on Fenerbahce right now is probably Min Jae Kim and Sezali, which Sezali Atile is not playing, I believe. I believe Serdar Aziz has been their main center back next to Kim. And mm-hmm. maybe Crespo. Crespo as CDM has really sparked it this season. He's playing well. But that's a one-guy show. Uh, his partner is Mia Zaik, and he's not really a CDM. He's not even like Barakhan. He's not like Thailand. He's more like a regista who kind of dictates the play going forward. But I don't expect much from him on the defensive side. So 
Fenerbahce, I think we can definitely score on them. It's all about the mentality that we have going into the game. Do we believe that we can do it? And I think we do have that mentality. You know, you've touched on Bubba's video recently. Like if it's, it's sad to say that we get the best idea of what our team's mentality is like from Bubba's YouTube videos. And it looks good. Like the team seems comfortable. The journalists that are close with the club and the, the, the players, they're saying that the players feel confident. They feel happy. The mentality and the vibe is great in the club, even though we might be in 13th place. So uh, we've done it against Besiktas at home. We've done it against Barcelona away and at home. I don't see a reason why the team would be scared going to Karuke. We just have to be smart and disciplined. That's it. If we can mm -hmm. do that, I feel confident with what we can do, especially if Kerem plays, because Kerem is a huge threat. Yeah. I want to add, um, there's an Italian term you used, regista, uh, just mm -hmm. to explain what that is, because I wasn't that familiar with uh, the Italian terms. Regista is basically a creative player who operates in front of the defense. So it's not a 10 but he's the CDM that's very creative and can um, get the ball as often as possible, basically, and provides the link between the de defense and the attack. So just to get that out there, in case anyone wondered what Regista was. Um, Yasin, um, since you're a Febe fan, do you know, <laughs> <laughs> are, they, are they playing now 4-2-3-1, or are they still with uh, five in the back or three defense? Honestly, I think it's like a combination of a 4-2-3-1 and a 4-1-4-1 mm -hmm. uh, because Crespo is clearly their main defensive midfielder from what I've seen. Uh, again, as opposed to Zyke, who is not really a, you know, a, t a guy who plays next to a CDM in the midfield. Like that register role that I mentioned, I mm -hmm. don't think that's his usual position. I think he's more of like a, you know, not a cam, but a midfielder that plays higher up in the field. Mm -hmm. That's not what he's playing with Fenerbahce recently. Again, I'm not 100% sure because as opposed to what <laughs> you might think, <laughs> I'm not a Fenerbahce <laughs> fan. But that, that's what I'm seeing. Um, they're definitely not playing five at the back. I know they tried that in the beginning of the season with Vitor. Um, I think they're playing a classic 4-2-3-1 or a 4-1-4-1. Similar to ours, I guess. You know, you have Bakun who comes back next to Thailand sometimes. But recently, you see Bakken coming up and helping out Chikalda up top. So mm -hmm. I think it's like a little bit of that. Uh, I don't think he's as good as Berkan when it comes to that box-to-box -box type player. Mm -hmm. But, you know, he, he offers definitely way more offensively than Berkan does. So, uh, But I have full trust in our center backs. I think it's the best center back duo in the league by far. Yeah. So I, I believe in them. And we have an exceptional goalie. So what more can you ask for? Yeah, you guys, so first of all, from my side, I, I fully agree. I think we'll start off slow. We'll play like we did against Barca. We're playing away. Fenerbahce is going to be pressured to go on attack because they're playing at home. We might utilize that to our benefit and play a bit more from the back and then try to go quick uh, with a counter towards their goal. And especially getting that feel, right? How's it going? How are they playing? Uh, Etc. And, and then second half, we'll see probably a bit more uh, us taking over the ball and trying to pressure them and, and, and score more goals. And that's where it will probably go back and forth between the two teams. Basically, um, I'm expecting a lot of goals, I'd have to say. Uh, but I do trust our defense and Muslera. And that's the second thing I wanted to ask. Do you guys think Peña will start or Muslera? Muslera, I think. Muslera, no question. Yeah, he's got to be trusted with, uh, with this mm -hmm. match, I think. Yeah, I'd like to see him as well. I don't think you guys called him on the XY, XI. Yeah, I, 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 would, I would assume he's playing, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Any uh, other points you want to raise about the game? I think we have some listener questions that I can have yeah, a look at. Answer one or two questions. Yeah, yeah. let me check. Um, this one is from Fatih Fatah. He says, with Kerem out, who do you think should replace his spot? Personally, I'm in favor of Morutan. I think he has great talent and playmaking ability. And with Kerem out, that's what we'll be lacking the most. I think we touched a bit, a bit on this already. I think we're all convinced that Kerem will play. But if he wasn't playing, who would you guys pick over Kerem? 
Um, yeah, I think we mentioned I would probably go with Emre. Um, I fully agree with what uh, what Fatih said about Smurutan with the playmaking ability, and we probably will be missing that if Kerem doesn't play, but. Uh, Murutan ha- he hasn't really been playing that well in the chances he's he's been getting and I don't know if starting him in a derby would be it certainly would be a very good opportunity for him to show himself but I'm just not sure it would be the best you know he he, he hasn't he doesn't really play that much so I'm not sure how that would work throwing him in a derby but I don't know I I, I personally would probably go with Emre mm-hmm. yeah uh, I agree Morutan has not been playing enough to be able to just randomly start tomorrow uh, on Sunday, especially against Fenerbahce away. Emre Kulinch has more of that experience. Uh, he's played against Fenerbahce many times, both for Gal and for uh, Sivas before. I would I would probably trust him because he 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 also has that burst, I guess, on the field where he, you can kind of expect him to make that run down the line. Morutan is not that type of player, and that is the type of player that you would need against Fenerbahce if you're going to be playing a little bit more safe from behind the back and you want to be able to counter on the wings i would trust emra Kalinch to be able to do that over morotan mm-hmm. mm-hmm. agreed uh i'd have to agree as well i'd like to not agree but yeah um i wouldn't pick morotan over emra Kalinch, and the reason is we discussed already he has that raw talent but he doesn't have that football one-on-one right and i think he isn't that established yet in going back in defense really playing with a team he's very individualistic and he has the talent for sure but the football 101 where he has to track back defend etc i don't think he's doing that enough yet yeah. and emre kolunch has that more however i do want to say start with emre kolunch if kerem is not available and for me when emre kolunch has a bad game it's bad you just have to sub him out <laughs> immediately because <laughs> He either has a good game or you can already see with the ball losses that he's not having his day yeah. and it won't yeah. change. Just sub him immediately. And, and yeah, that's, that's what true. I noticed with Emre Kulinch. Like, yeah. If you see him not doing well, just sub him immediately. And, and one, that's, more, that's on. one more thing about that as well. If I were coaching, which I pray I, I never do, I, I would never take the job, but if I was coaching for Fenerbahce, right? <laughs> just, just, just suppose, oh just suppose I was. Which, by the way, I wouldn't take the job. I, I can promise you that. Even, even imagining. No, John, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Come on. I, I wouldn't take the job. They could. That, that, that reminds me of like the Fatih Tedem pictures of. Like, a friend, a <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but, but, anyways, if I, if I was, let's just say I was coaching, and uh, if if Kerem was out, and we had Morutan playing on the right side with. Um, Omer Bayram playing there as well I would definitely try to exploit that side like I absolutely because Morutan isn't exactly the best defensively I don't think he can be relied on too much to provide that balance defensively on that side and um, well Omer Bayram is Omer Bayram playing out of position so that you know that speaks for itself so that's not exactly uh i think that if if we had a weak point i think that would be it in the match so i, de- I would definitely try exploiting that um mm-hmm. i don't know I, I yeah i i think hopefully kenan plays so we don't have to talk about this but otherwise uh emre would uh would get the job for me mm-hmm. it's nice also like we have so many left-footed players you got uh emre kulunch morutsan keram uh but he's yeah, yeah, that, that's a good asset to have. I don't know if uh, Barishal Parayumas, he's right for it, right? I think he's right. I yeah. think so, yeah. Y- you have Markal, if that counts. It should count. Yeah, but he, I love Markal, man. So good. I hope they won't leave. Did we, uh, did we have another one, or was that it? Was, was Halil a lefty too? Oh, Halil is left-footed, uh, yeah. Yeah. He is, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we have another one. Uh, let me have a look. This one is from Alpar. He's asking, who do you think is fasting fasting during Ramadan and who not? <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, well, maybe some inter- interesting questions for insights within the team. I don't know. To be honest. I think Emre. Uh, Fegu. 
Uh, Emre, Kılınç? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Do you think Kerem is fasting? Fasting? Kerem, prob- ah, uh, I probably don't. I don't think so. He could be. I don't know. If yeah. he is, he shouldn't for Sunday. He should drink <laughs> yeah. a lot of water. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> and Thailand? He probably isn't. I, I really, I'm pretty I, I really sure don't Thailand know. is not. No, I don't think Thailand is. Thailand, I don't believe it. <laughs> I don't question. know. Yeah, I don't know. It. I, Maybe it's the LGBT T-shirt I saw that gives me that image. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that feels like a throwback now. Damn. Yeah, Omar, hundred percent. I'd believe he's fasting. Uh, Feguli mm. as well. Uh, but Thailand, no. Momo, nah. Momo would be fasting. Yeah, Momo as well. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. And and to be honest, okay, m- maybe a interesting question. Do you guys think it impacts performance? I think. Well, yeah. I mean, from you know a, a physical standpoint, I think science would tell you it does. But I think they the players have that mental. I th- I think there's something you know they're playing during Ramadan. Like I think it that's that provides some type of motivation for them. You know. Mm. If that makes sense, well, well, of course, from from what we see from Faguli, right? I think it gives you that mental boost. I think it might even increase performance, if you ask me. Because okay, the first few days are hard; it's the adjustment. But after that, there's so much like bursts of energy uh, mm-hmm. that you have when you're fasting, and um, I think the only bad thing is the hydration. Mm-hmm. So you get dehydrated if you don't drink water. That's why, like, a lot of uh, athletes also do, like, intermittent fasting, etc. But they do drink water with that. Uh, I think it it can have positive impact. So I don't think it matters much. I think both physical and mental. Uh, To add on to what Mm -hmm. you said, Samed, I used to do both intermittent fasting and I used to also do OMAD, which is one meal a day. And, Mm -hmm. again, it's like, like, you know, fasting, uh, except more extreme, I guess. The first couple of days or even week, one meal a day is very difficult to adjust to. But once I get adjusted to that, my energy levels throughout the day are incredible. Yeah, exactly. Because your your body is no longer dealing with the stress of, okay, I just ate. Now I feel lousy. Now I don't want to do anything. You know you know how you get that after you eat? Yeah. So you no yeah. longer have that. Uh, and your body is also now, I guess, eating away at the fats inside your body. I, I don't know the entire, I guess, science mm-hmm. behind it. But I definitely feel that physical boost. And in terms of mental, I think there's kind of discipline behind it too, right? When yeah. you're fasting. Because you're more disciplined, I think you're more focused. And that kind of translates to the game too. And there's kind of, I think there's lots of examples of athletes performing really well when they fast. We have Faguli as an example. We saw Benzema <laughs> this this week score a oh, hat trick. He's fasting as well, right? Yeah. He's fasting as well. Uh, in basketball, Kyrie... Kyrie on Brooklyn Nets, he's playing incredible and he's fasting, you know, while playing basketball. So I think all these are great examples of, I guess, proof that fasting helps your performance for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think aside from the religious aspect, it's just a good thing in general because you notice how much we eat and how much we do not need to eat. It's like your body can do so much with so little. Yeah. We overconsume <laughs> so much. Absolutely. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's see. I don't... Well, it's been almost an hour. Predictions, maybe? Yeah, maybe let's move on to predictions. So, I'll start. Um, we're going away to Kadikar. Normally, so here it is. The scenario normally is we're having a killer season. We're doing amazing. We're playing great football. And then we come to Kadikur and somehow these cunts counter us with one or two (laughs) times and they score and then we lose like 2-1. Yeah. And so knowing that, I'm going to say we're going to win again. We broke the curse. We're doing shit in the league. We're not that great. We're not having consistent football. Aside from that, I do believe in Torrent's tactics. And I think he will prepare the team very well based on what he analyzes with uh, Fenerbahce. So I think we're going to win. Will they score? I have my full trust again with Nelson and Marcao and Muslera. And I'm not, I'm saying 2 0 again against Fenerbahce. 
Beautiful. in Kadiko. And, uh, well, basically, we can uh, post on Twitter already, maybe uh, the Fener Alama song. <laughs> I actually have one uh, from Snyder. I'll, I'll post that yeah, one. Get it locked and loaded. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I think that... Um, I I I don't think I don't think Kadiko is very difficult to play in. To be honest with you, I I I don't. You know, it's like, like I said before, they're doing well in the league. Okay, fine, they're in second place. Uh, you know, there's a pretty big points gap between first and second, but it is what it is. They're in second place, so I'll give them that. But I just they're they're just not threatening to me. There's just nothing they do is threatening, in my opinion. I don't think they have. A lot of weapons going forward. I ask a lot of questions of their back line. Um, we've won the last, I think, the last two away matches. Um, mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I'm just, I feel positive about it. I don't think they're very good. And um, I think we're going to win 1-0. And I think the goal will come from Kerem. Okay. Yasin? I love, I love the confidence, boys. And you gave me the same energy. Um, I think Fenerbahce will play with a lot of pressure this weekend to win um, from themselves, from the fans. And I think they will completely underestimate our discipline and how well we play if we want to play. And I think we have the mentality to play as well as we should and we can. I'm going to say 2-1. I think they will score. But they will score when they're already behind, uh, when it's 2 nothing. Right. Towards the end of the game, I think we might get a little bit relaxed. You might start to get stressed a bit, and they're going to get stressed and just attack, attack, attack. They might find a goal. Uh, so I'm going to say 2-1 win. And I hope that will be the start of a great streak for us going forward for the rest of the league. And maybe even find a bunch of drop off. So maybe we might even be able to catch up to them. But who knows? We'll see. But 2-1 win. Okay, that's some good stuff. And John saying 1-0, Yasin saying 2-1, uh, and I'm saying 2-0. Okay. Um, good. Uh, we're, well, we have some uh, imposters that didn't join today because of bullshit reasons. <laughs> um, and they gave their predictions already. Uh, we have Brooklyn Emre saying we will do a 1-1 draw. And then we have the historian Sali, or should I say, imposter Sali that believes we would lose three one. Oof, three one. Yeah, Jesus, so man. He, this is this is what he said. He said this is based on what my brain says, not my heart. Okay, okay, he's not as bad but, as you then. <laughs> you know, listen, I said two one win, bro. You know, I always that's, blamed that's my heart and my brain. I always gave Yasin shit for always talking about like he fears he always fears Fenerbahce so much like he's all the time bro like he Fenerbahce will will be playing and he'll be like oh my god Fenerbahce this that like he always gets so terrified (laughs) you give them them too much credit yeah too much credit I always say that you give them too much credit but Sali wow man I did not expect Mm -hmm. Sali to be doing that dang he's an Arsenal fan as well so he's used to losses maybe that's why I think it's a Mesut man he has a secret uh, thing for Mesut I think Maybe, maybe, but Mesut's done. He's not playing, right? Yeah, yeah, he's done. Yeah, because he di- he didn't get paid or something like that, so he's not typical uh, Turkey's, you know, disputes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think it has mm-hmm. to do with payment. I think he just has issues with Ismail Kartel. Ismail Kartel. Yeah. yeah, maybe it's both. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hold on. Let me ask uh, Mazar for his prediction. Is he awake or is he there? Yeah, he is. He says, "Bro, did you guys start at five a.m.? Oh yeah, he was he was gonna join today. In the, in the meantime, I just saw this news, which kind of annoys me. So you know how we said Eshref the Wizard will continue with Torrent. Yeah, uh, there's there's a rumor that just came out that uh, he would want to bring back that bald guy, Jenk Ergun, as sporting director if he becomes president. Oh, well, and just as a reminder, this guy was our sporting director under Dusan Uzbek, I believe. Keep me honest yeah. here. When yeah. we paid a shit ton of money for good players, but overpaid players like it's Fuguri, a rumor by Honda. It's a rumor, but who says it? It's transfer web, which is like yeah, uh, yeah exactly. It's, it's not it's not super credible, but still. Mm-hmm. 
Like, did they did they already announce like the list of members they will have in their board? I think they did, but the sporting director is not something that would be included in that list, so we wouldn't know. I think they have to, and I think they did both already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Oh. So we got the info from Kangaroo Mazar. He says a 2-1 win for us, Adam. Aye. All right. With that said, uh, for our listeners, thank you very much for joining again. And we're sorry we didn't do an episode last week, but yeah, we're getting there. And uh, well, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram as usual. That's all for today, folks. <laughs>